Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And even the illusion of a separate self. Imagine that. Do you exist? (laughs) It is a strange question, and it's not something we normally ask. But what if the answer is, no, there is no you? What if there's no separate self in the way it's thought to exist today? Would you have the courage and curiosity to find out more for yourself? Well, many, many, many are exploring that very question, digging into that courageous path. And we have someone with us today who's going to help us understand this. I invite you to take a deep breath. Bring your awareness into this moment. Open your mind. Connect with your heart. And settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Ilana Sunate is with Liberation Unleashed. It's a global movement of people helping others to see through the illusion of separate self. Ilana has had hundreds of conversations with people from all over the world. Her main focus and work is helping people end their seeking by inviting them to question their fundamental assumptions and look at their own experience. She does not give answers, only questions. And I can verify this with this book I'm holding in my hand right now. It's called Liberation Unleashed. In this way, a seeker may see what's going on for themselves and free their minds from conditional patterns to explore whatever comes next. Again, no answers, just a lot of questions. And I'm really happy to have Alana Sunate join us. Welcome, Alana. Thank you very much for such a nice intro. It's really lovely to be on your show, Julie. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really happy to have you here. And I have to tell you the tagline of your book when I saw it just jumped out and screamed at me. And I'm like, of course, I have to have her on this show. The tagline is a guide to breaking free from the illusion of a separate self. And here we are on All Things Connected. We talk about that illusion all the time. So I'm really looking forward to this exploration with you, Alana. And I'll I'll tell you some of my um, process as I was preparing. But first, I do have a traditional Mm -hmm. question here. I always like to ask this question to kind of set our conversation in this bigger perspective. And it's it. Our topic today is all about this, so I'm really looking forward to your answer. If you could share with our listeners, what does all things connected mean to you? Oh, that's a lovely question. All things connected. Hmm. Well, the way I see it, everything is one movement, one creative process. And we all part of that show of that. And we all connect to this present moment. So we are always connected. Mm. No matter how it seems. To here and now. To this present. 
wasn't this an incredible exploration to just sit with these questions? I have to tell you, your book um, is really a precious jewel. And at first, when I prepared for the show, Alana, I, I was like, I can't wait to read this book. I can't wait to read this book. And I pick it up. And then all of a sudden, I'm like... I can't have a conversation with Alana about this book. I don't have the language because the <laughs> book, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I can't do this. I'm not an I, I can't ask the questions from this place. And, and it was like just such a funny process that I went through. I have to tell you, <laughs> I was so overwhelmed with, um, with the content, the content's amazing. And I love how you use metaphor and conversations and you share with us what this is, but really um, it does kind of amplify an awareness and, and really make our language seem so insignificant, <laughs> doesn't it? It does. Well, <laughs> oh it should God. be. <laughs> yes. In but, fact, I just, go ahead. Sorry. I, we have this language and we have to use it. You know, so yeah. we use it as it's expected to be used. The only difference is that once we see, we know that words are not things, that this I is not an entity. So it's still okay to use the words because otherwise nobody would understand what we are talking about. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we would sound really strange. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that's it's okay to thinking. use all the words. It's fine. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm I'm happy to have that permission granted <laughs> from you. As I, I thought, oh, so I, I used your I used your questioning. Mm -hmm. And I came up with this answer because in the book you do just you you have layers and layers of questions that just take you deeper into that. So I'm like, okay, what's this fear or what's this anxiety about having a conversation with Alana mm -hmm. about using the I and the fear is sounding silly to you. And I thought, well, that's silly. She's got to communicate it too. So, <laughs> so here we are. Well, let's, let's start with your story because I think it's, it, it helps set the tone of, of why we're even having this conversation today. Um, you had your own little experience and then really dug into these questions that we're going to talk about today. So share a little bit about your story. Well, I, I don't always like to talk about my story because it's just so irrelevant. Well, my mm. whole work is not about my story. It has nothing yeah. to do with my experiences. My whole work is about readers and, and those that come and those that are speaking. It's about them. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intro into my story. Well, um, I saw this thing that there is no separate self back in 2010. And it just struck me like a lightning seeing that it's so simple, so obvious, and why nobody sees that. And and then I saw how difficult it is to, to show to somebody that. And there is no language in the beginning because you don't even know from which way to approach it. But the, the thing that made this whole movement was my desire to to help people to awaken. Because I didn't have anyone to talk to. <laughs> so yeah. he kind of started as like, yeah, look at this, look at this. 
but who am I going to talk to if nobody can see the same? So it wasn't just me at that time. It was like a whole group of people and my dear friend Elena as well, that we wrote the first book together from the conversation. And so for me, the journey begins after I saw the absence of the separation. And that's how Liberation Unleashed movement was created. It's just people willing to share and willing to guide and willing to give their time to help others. And, and a lot of people started coming to LU. And what we did, we just set up a forum and gave the hand. And it's still expanding, it's still growing, still lots of people coming, still lots of people seeing. It's just been really amazing journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and it, it, it's, it's not just me, it's a whole community. It's a whole community. I, I was just at the start of it. That's what is really evident in your book. So this this new book, Liberation mm-hmm. Unleashed, come out, which really talks about your experience. You had this awakening to there is no separate self. And then you like you said, you wanted to talk to somebody and this online community begins. And the thing that I really appreciate that that comes through in the book, Alana, and, and I'm wondering if you thought about it or if it just organically grew like this is that you just started conversations and you began really kind of coaching people in Mm -hmm. your just questioning. And then as people come to the same realization they begin helping and all of a sudden you have this very large volunteer network assisting people to just go online and explore this Mm -hmm. whole new way of seeing being feeling experiencing the world and the no self the the what have you did that just happen organically (laughs) yes yes wow Yes, because when, when we started to have these first conversations, when people came and they started to see, then after that, you know, we don't know what's happening. Nobody's been there. We all like fresh seeing and we kind of started to, to group and share and help each other. And from that, you know, there was a desire to help others and and. It's just a, such a beautiful gift that you want to pass it on. You know, it's, it's like a, a calling comes up that, yes, yes, I can do that. Because all we do is really we just point. We don't give answers. We only ask questions, as you say. And, yeah. and people that come, they have to work their own questions. So we just hold the hand until they see it or they walk away and come back later. But the, the, the key thing is just to get them to look. That's all. Just to that. get them to look for themselves. Because we can't give the knowledge, we can't give the seeing. We, nobody teaches you to walk when you're a baby. You have to stand up and walk. So with this as well, you have to just stop thinking and just have a look what is true in experience. So let me That's ask. all it is all about. Yeah. yeah, the process. You're talking about looking and pointing, and that's what you describe in the book. Your mm-hmm. process in assisting others is looking and pointing. Explain to our listeners what that means. Okay. Mm, right. Let's say you're in a car and you are 
going on the road and there is a sign and the sign says go there or the sign goes says go there you know and you either turn to the left or to the right wherever you know you can listen to the sign or you just pass by so what happens here is that people are looking for enlightenment for happiness end of suffering wherever they are looking for somebody that sees the sign which points to look for yourself and look there and then they may turn there and just follow the sign and and it's really not up to the sign what happens we just hold the sign so mm. when seekers are coming to the forum they all come from different paths from different ideas um, but this there is just only one gate the only one thing to do to just have a look for yourself and by looking that's a very good question looking is not the same as thinking because we can think about stuff we can read books and repeat what was read and accept ideas that you know fit your belief system but when you're having a look for yourself you don't need to have any prior knowledge of anything you you have your own seeing and that is the difference between looking and thinking so when we point we ask people to look in their own experience that's that's all it is just your own experience yeah mm. So what are we looking at? Let's go into this. You talked okay. about the eye virus, and I think it's uh, a, a nice metaphor that helps us understand this. We're born, we're born into a body. Like you said, nobody teaches us to walk. We start getting up and taking those steps. But at some point early in our lives, we experience ourselves as separate. So help us understand that today of, of what is that that creates that sense of separation, that thought or belief of separation, and what are we doing with Liberation Unleashed that, that helps us look at this differently? Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, we are born into this life, and there is already structure, and everyone believes that they are separate, and we just go along, and we play that role of being a separate individual of course there are individuals and there are uniqueness unique individuals and, and nothing that goes away but the seeing of life through the eyes of being a separate means that you are always trying to compete compare fight accept reject it's like you are separate from everyone else and you don't see that it's everything is the one movement everything is happening together and there is no separate self that is in charge of the life there is life happening as separate beings as expressions but that separate being is not separate from the life itself it only appears so because we are so programmed, we we born into this belief. And of course, all the system, all the education supports that. Um, and at Liberation Unleashed, we kind of start from this core belief and see where it takes. Mm. Thank you. I, I love that quote, life happening as separate beings. So, so you talk a lot in the book about life is just happening. It's happening through us and our mental construct, 
our understanding of a separate self that is the I creates labels and judgments and mm -hmm. beliefs about that separation. So let's talk about the I virus because I think mm -hmm. it's a really unique and yet poignant example of what we do as separate self. <laughs> well, the I virus thing came up just right after I seen the, the illusion, through the illusion, it was just so obvious that everyone is infected. Everyone has this idea that they are separate and it just, you know, ruins the lives because we are so depressed and unhappy and this and that. It's all because of that core belief that we are separate. Mm -hmm. So this I virus is, is like a, a disease over the humanity that separates everyone into different pieces and doesn't let to see the whole picture and the only antidote for that virus or an only cure is just like individual seeing for himself or herself that it's not true that we are not separate <laughs> so little by little one by one we can all wake up and we can all live in harmony in balance and in respect and love and honor and all that but it's not really possible if we think that we are <laughs> versus the world you know versus yeah. reality versus others that that's how we are taught but you know not all teachings are true yeah well the thing that's really um helpful in reading through the material is is looking at the eye and I, I really appreciate when you just bring up the verbs, the action verbs, mm. instead of saying, I am thinking or I am eating or I am talking to Alana, um, we begin to experience ourselves talking, being mm. in a state of something. Can you explain that? I know you can do it so much better than me. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, this is the trick of language. You call it a trick of language because language creates subject. And yeah, it's fine when we are communicating and that, that's how language is. But this subject is not the doer. The subject is not the thinker or feel of feelings. It's just an expression of language. And we are so hypnotized by this language thing that we kind of miss it. So if we sit down and just describe whatever is happening using verbs alone, nothing gets lost. The whatever is happening is not getting lost because we don't use the subject. We just are able to see the fluidity of whatever is happening without using the doer, the idea of a doer or a thinker. So this idea that I is doing something is just an idea. And seeing through that, it frees your mind from from that stubborn belief that I am the doer, you know. So everything is still happening without the idea of doer or with the idea of doer. It doesn't matter. It's still happening. Like I'm sitting on a bed. Where is that I that is sitting? There is no I that is sitting. There is just sitting. You know, it doesn't matter how you describe this situation. What is happening is happening. So, and there is no I doing anything. I is just a concept that is assumed to be a doer. And that's mm. the funny thing about language. <laughs> it tricks us into believing what doesn't exist. 
Yeah, I really appreciate that. I um, I just watched the movie Arrival, and mm. Arrival, um, okay. yeah, Arrival, and it was uh, it was it's about aliens landing, mm. and this language professor created a way to communicate and it was all you know it was we were talking about language and and mm -hmm. so then i don't want to give the movie away i'm going to recommend it highly to anybody but it it brings us into the awareness of universal language and and is a really powerful powerful ending that's talking about universal language and literally from not only our language and, and how we see ourselves as the doer, that if I am this doer, then then there's others that are doing to me or that I'm doing to them. And it gets us all into that, just like you said, comparing and contrasting and being separate selves. And so I really appreciate when you bring us into the experiences that life is happening and I, I really appreciate that. You have a couple exercises in the book. You have lots of exercises. I'll correct myself. There are lots of exercises in this book. It's really well written. There are conversations with many, many people as you're doing the looking and pointing process with them. But there's lots of exercises. But you do have one in particular that I really appreciate that's having us spend 10 minutes from the eye perspective and then 10 minutes mm -hmm. from the other. Can you explain that to us? Yes, it's a, it's a great exercise. I don't even remember how I came up with that. It's just like when you're talking to somebody and you try to convey some ideas, some way to look at differently. So that just came up. Um, the exercise is really simple. All you need to do is just sit down for like 20 minutes, take a pen and paper and write, describe what's going on. First 10 minutes you describe using the pronouns, using subject, using I, me, mine, like uh, I'm, I'm sitting on the bed, I'm hearing birds singing, uh, I'm looking around. So all, all this I is doing something. And for the next 10 minutes, you just use verbs and you don't use the I, me, mine and just see the difference, how you feel what is being noticed, how the body feels. And then you just uh, see it for yourself that the I the, is part of description, is not part of happening. So it doesn't matter, as I said before, whether you use the word I or you don't use the I, the described doesn't change. It's still the same. Only thing, though, that changes is how you feel about what, what is being described. If you use a lot of I, me, mine, that can come into your contraction. And when you use more like verbs, like sitting, smiling, talking, you know, it doesn't seem so personal. It doesn't seem heavy. And people usually find it quite relaxing. And it's such a little thing, I, I think, that switching this language thing without subject but it makes a difference in how we feel about whatever is happening you know it really does the, the other thing that was really helpful to me in your process was introducing life mm -hmm. in a way that a tree is just a tree being a tree 
And maybe an acorn is an oak tree, but it's not worrying about how it's going to be an oak tree. It's just a tree mm-hmm. and, and it begins to grow and, and just beginning to see ourselves as part of creation and, and life, this, this mm-hmm. one whole collective called life. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, that's a great question. It's one of my favorite pointers is like to ask people, is life happening to you or as you? It's only small words, to or as. But when you look, actually, you can see that life is not happening to you. It's happening as you. And that makes a, a big difference because then you can see that you are not separate from life itself. You are expression of life itself. That life living as you. That includes all thoughts, all feelings, all perceptions, all sensations. Everything is life happening, being perceived, being Mm. enjoyed, being sad. It doesn't matter, but it's all life happening as whatever is happening, not to somebody that is somehow separated from life itself. And it's not something that people think about or even notice. Because we are just so accustomed to this idea that life is happening to me and I have to control it to make it go this way or that way or, you know, avoid the past mistakes and make sure the future is is like this, not like that, you know. Mm. So it gives a different feeling. You You don't need to think so much about what happened or what will happen if this and that happens when you see that life is happening as not to Life is happening as me. I love that. We need to take a quick break. And I'm looking forward to asking you some really important questions. I think our listeners are going to want to know about suffering, about fear, about control and expectations. There's so much that this material can be so helpful to all of us. So we're going to take a quick break. After the break, so much more with Alana Sunati. We'll be right back. channel non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new empower radio app music to empower your meditation help you relax sleep or provide a calm background while you work the empower meditation channel is interruption free listen now with the empower radio app free in the app store or listen online at empower.fm soothe your soul calm your mind the empower meditation channel Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that. And that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. 
Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor, give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You found Empower Radio. It's like sunshine for your soul. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even just listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that is thedrjulieshow.com, also empowerradio.com. And stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. Today, I'm talking with Alana Sunate, and she is the author of the new book, Liberation Unleashed, also co-founder of the forum and website by the same name, Liberation Unleashed. I believe it's liberationunleashed.org. Is that right, Alana? Dot com. It's uh, dot com. Dot com. Okay. Mm -hmm. Alana is at liberationunleashed.com. And it's an open forum. Anyone can get involved, get help. There's just all kinds of, of beautiful resources there, videos, just all kinds of stuff. So I encourage you to check it out or check out the book. And what a precious, a precious resource for us, Alana. You know, I was thinking right before the break, before we get into the, the suffering and the fear and the expectations, um, just to really bring home this concept that life is happening or an expression of life happening. And um, I use an example, you might appreciate this, but you might clarify it for me even um, mm -hmm. different maybe, we'll see. But um, a couple of years ago, I had an accident and snapped six bones in my leg and ankle and life was happening as me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hear the ouch on the other end. Uh -huh. What this, this was really helpful for me. Um, 
when I try to explain this concept life happening as us is that this intelligence, this universal intelligence that went right to work to help heal my bones is that same life that we're talking about. And so life rushes in and all of a sudden my bones are, are, are healing. There's inflammation, there's callus built and, and new bone being built. And all of a sudden my leg is healing because it's life happening as me through me with my leg. And I'm not separate from that intelligence and that mm. healing energy and essence. Is, is, is that a good example? Yeah, brilliant. Yes. Yes. Okay. You know, we, we talk about this universal intelligence. We talk about God, creator, source. We, we have all kinds of different religious traditions over the decades. I'm wondering if you can just, before we go into um, these other things, just talk a little bit about really how you are weaving this together as life happening through you and how, to me, it's so simple. You've made it extremely simple, and yet it's so difficult. What, what blocks us from really getting it? What's your experience? You've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people all over the world. What stops us from experiencing it and seeing it? Right. Okay. Um, what stops is, is ignorance. It's only that. We may not know that there is a different way of living. There is a different way of seeing life until somebody, you know, comes and tells you, perhaps. Or extreme suffering happens and then people start questioning what is actually really happening here. So I think that most people live life without even knowing that there is an option <laughs> to question yeah. and yeah. to see something else than what that we are told, what we are taught and what we are used to. So oh, this this feeling of being separate is it's kind of constant. We, we know that something is wrong, that something is not as it should be, but we don't know what, and we don't know where to look for it. So we grab one book, another book, go to one satsang, go to retreat. I didn't even know these existed. I was just going through some books until I found one that said, no belief is true. And that kind of hit me in the head that, well, I don't know anything, really. All I believe is not true. What do you do with that? And that's how I started to question. And mm -hmm. until that kind of hits you in the head, you don't even know that you don't know. That's the yeah. thing. It's like a universal mesmerism or like delusion or illusion or hypnotism, whatever you want to call it. But this ignorance is innocent, you know? So it's nobody's yeah. fault that we don't see it until somebody tells us to look. But once you go on that journey, there is a burning desire and readiness to, to look for yourself. That's where the journey starts. And it doesn't matter yeah. from which angle you look at that. If it gets into your consciousness, if it gets into your being, that you need to know the truth. Sooner or later it will happen, you will see. I love that. You know, you you don't 
don't know what you don't know until you know it. And mm. we do have lifelong seekers and they, you know, mm. they are finding teachers and books and organizations and doctrine. But still, until you get this, what is real and what is really happening? And you really go into that, what is real? <laughs> it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. You asked that so many times in the book, is that real? And I really appreciate that. So this is part of suffering, right? When we think of fear and suffering, it comes from this way of thinking of of what we've conditioned ourselves. Can you talk about Mm -hmm. suffering? Suffering, okay. Well, from my experience, suffering is thoughts about what should be different, what you want, but it's not like what you want. And it's just thoughts. There is no sufferer, but there are thoughts about the sufferer that makes it appear real. So the suffering continues with the thoughts about what what is wrong, what should be different, and that's all it is. It's yucky, it feels bad, and nobody wants to suffer, but there is no way out until you stop and start looking at what actually is rather than what you think that it should be, or it can be, or it has to be. Basically, the thoughts in the head about failures of the past, fear of the future, shame and guilt, and all that, that is the suffering. It's thoughts. It's thought stories that we believe. And if you stop believing the stories, there are no more thoughts about stuff like that, and there is no more suffering. It's really just thoughts. The only thing is you can't stop thinking just like that. Okay, I stop thinking like that. It doesn't work. It actually has to go through some cleanup process to become aware of the patterns that are causing those thoughts to come up. And this is where Liberation Unleashed is very helpful because we do ask questions that lets you see those patterns and lets you investigate in your own experience. What is it that you are afraid of? What do you expect? And these thoughts can be seen, and then they don't no longer have to be repeated. That's it. Mm. <laughs> so the suffering comes when we create these stories and beliefs about our reality by having expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, of how we think it should be. And you talk about it almost always is projecting it out into the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of your ways of cleaning that up, you, you talk about different ways of managing this, but this one in particular, I really appreciate. And many different authors are really beginning to use this concept and and write about it a lot right now. And I think it's really helpful is thanking whatever shows up that you talk that that is the alchemy for the feelings is really going into gratitude and being with what presents. Yeah. Can you say a little more about that? Well, I would say that thank you is a magic word. It does change how we feel. Let's say you feel sad in the morning. You wake up and you just feel sad. And then the next thought says, oh, I shouldn't be feeling sad. I should be feeling happy. And my neighbor is happy. Why am I sad? And this is wrong. I don't want to be sad. Uh, What do you do now? And you just go, 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 and go on, and go on. 
and there is no, you know, get off the right button. But if you wake up in that morning and you feel sad and you say, wow, sadness is here. Thank you for coming. That is completely different attitude towards what you feel. So it's not rejecting what you feel. It's not even accepting what you feel. It's just allowing that feeling to, to come up and flower and just be felt. And only that lets that heat feeling to pass. It's only when you feel it fully, when you appreciate that, when you, when you submit to that, that's when the alchemy happens. And it starts with thank you. Thank you. I like how you use the word allowing and mm. you're saying it's not accepting or rejecting. It's just allowing and then using that magic of gratitude mm. to do the alchemy for you. I'm just in the allowing of it in this moment. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the difference between allowing and accepting when we're talking about this? Okay. Well, accepting, rejecting is like two ends of the same stick. You either reject something or accept something and it's like it either works for me or it doesn't work for me you know it's uh, it's a duality it's still the same thing but if you mm -hmm. allow if you just step back and stop rejecting or accepting or think about what works for you you can just allow whatever is be as it is and just rest in that even for a few seconds but once the allowing happens once the receptivity opens up that's where the alchemy happens. That's where the transformation happens. When you allow, you, you don't even need to allow. You just need to just be open and receptive. And the rest is taken care of <laughs> just yeah. by being receptive. Open and receptive. I love that. You also said something else I think is important, Alana, that we haven't talked about. You said take a step back and look at it. And... Part of Liberation Unleashed it is really um, not so much as being the observer and the observed, but seeing things. So how, how can you describe to us the difference between really stepping back to see this big picture of life happening as us and not be the observer or the observed? Um, <laughs> there's a subtle difference there. Can you speak to that? Yes, it's again a trick of language. The yeah. observer is a creation of language. It says that there is an observer that is doing something that is doing observing. But in, in experience, it's just one movement, one observing happening, one observed is being seen. So whether you use the word observer or not, it doesn't really matter because observing is happening. And it doesn't have to have the do of observing. <laughs> it's just happening, just like breathing is happening, you know. So we don't have to say, I am the breather because I breathe. You know, or I am a bleeder because I cut my finger and I bleed. Or I'm a healer because I, I you know, my body heals. <laughs> it's just yeah. the same with the observer. It's just another trick of language. The language is very funny, you know. <laughs> it just fooled everyone. <laughs> it has. In bit... Yes, yes. So in, in that same context then we were talking about the suffering mm -hmm. and if you wake up sad you you began speaking that I should be happy and I shouldn't be sad and then that resistance is creating the suffering what about happiness and what role do you see um, with 
with that emotion because it seems to be an expectation or a goal of so many people and we look at for happiness outside of ourselves mm-hmm. and I love how you you write about happiness <laughs> I don't remember what I wrote about it but happiness and happiness is also like a same stick you know people don't like to be yes. unhappy and they want to be happy and when they are happy, they are maybe scared a little and it's not going to last long and they're going to crash back into unhappy. It's still a happy and happy dance. It's not, <laughs> it's not a natural joy. It's something that we are um, programmed to seek. We are told that you, your right is to seek for happiness. But the happiness is just at the end of unhappiness, you know. So... It, the way I see now, it's all about joy, just joy of being, joy of connecting, joy of being present, joy of experiencing whatever is being experienced and allowing whatever is being experienced. And you don't have to judge it happy or not happy because happiness is like a you know, happy ending dream. It doesn't exist. It's not like a happy state forever after, but you can feel joy. You know, you can feel uh, gratitude, you can feel blessed, you can feel just, just nice <laughs> and relaxed, yeah. you know, and you don't have to put a label on it like I'm happy. It's okay, you know, it's okay to use word happy, it's nothing wrong with that. But the the way I see it, there is this movement from I don't want to be unhappy, I want to be happy, but if I cannot hold on to happiness, I'm going to be unhappy again, you know, so scrap all that and just enjoy enjoy the moment I love that (laughs) yes amen you also talk about peace and you have Mm -hmm. a a prescription for this simple way for peace this really Mm -hmm. deep looking what do you mean by that deep looking ah okay oh this deep looking is is making a direct connection with your own heart and mind and body by being direct, I mean, you ask questions of your own heart, of your own mind, just to listen what they have to say. We never ask question of, you know, heart, what do you want? You know, it's it's very unusual question, and it's very unusual to do such a thing, because nobody told us so. <laughs> if that was a common knowledge, I think more people would get in touch with their own hearts and their own minds. Because when we talk to these structures, we talk to this heart, then we get an answer and we can get an honest answer. And that makes a difference. So from that answer, we can ask another question and just go deeper and deeper and deeper until we find that place of peace. It is a a process. It does really work really nicely on your own. But if you do it with somebody else, there's somebody else can help you to hold focus so you can go deeper with that other person and the process is so simple really it's just asking mind what do you want the most and just waiting just whatever pops in the head and sometimes it can be very unusual and it can go really weird (laughs) but that (laughs) that, Mm. that's the honest answer so we just make a direct connection with the deeper structures and learn to listen to them. 
Mm, yes. So you have a lot of these exercises in the book and you have this gentle way of asking those questions and the examples in the book are really helpful. I think they're brilliant where you actually bring in your real conversations that you've had mm-hmm. with many people. Some of them are really long and some of them are really brief and, and, you know, so it's different, different people, different paths, different life experience bringing us to this, to this moment of realization and awakening. It's, it's really brilliant. So we have about, I think about seven minutes left here, seven or eight minutes. And I want to give you an opportunity to talk about the seven steps briefly because you you bring you go through this whole book sharing so much and then at the end you give us steps i'm curious if you can say more about the seven steps what are they and how do they work oh i would need to get my book now to read the correct oh. <laughs> no it's okay I, well these seven steps are just uh, particular areas that are worth looking into you know you mm-hmm. nobody really needs a guide Nobody needs to go on a forum and and ask somebody to help. All it is, we need to ask our own questions and find our own answers until we know that it's true. And with these seven steps, I go through expectations and fear and and what is real and just giving some examples and exercises for people to do the homework for themselves because that really is all it is, just finding your own answers in your own experience. And these seven steps worked for many people that they read them on my blog and they did the looking and and then they came back to me saying, wow, this really helped, it's really easy and I'm showing this to my friend and things like that. So all these, all these steps are in the end of the book, but you don't have to read the whole book to get to them. You can just start right from there and... and you know, read a question every day, one one step a day and, and do the exercise. And the best exercise I have there is to just go into the nature, find a quiet place, sit down or, or walk and just watch the movement of totality and see how clouds move, how, you know, trees move, how grass moves, how insects move, how birds sing and everything is in constant wiggle and motion. And now just connect that to your own body, to your own feelings and your own thoughts and see how everything is interconnected, how everything moves, everything else. There is no one puppet master that moves, you know, one cloud and from there everything else moves. It's a constant movement, constant aliveness. And just noticing that you are not separate from the whole kind of makes it click that, yeah, I am part of life. I am life happening. And that kind of brings it home, really. And it's so simple, you know. Yeah. We we walk through nature pretty much oblivious to it, just thinking thoughts but never seeing it. So taking a, a break, stepping back and having a look at the movement and feeling being a part of it, that's kind of... Uh, a key exercise here, really. Yeah, I really appreciate the drawing our attention in, into nature. And really, we, we see ourselves as separate from one another, separate mm-hmm. from the creator and creation. And 
our own bodies. You know, we see this I as separate from our bodies. And so all this separation creates so much anxiety and, and mm. fear and just expectation. And so yeah. I really do appreciate the exercise of looking at nature and, and being one with it. This, you know, a lot of the, the thing that I appreciate about Liberation Unleashed is that some people will have mystical experiences, near-death experiences, drug-induced experiences. Some people have oneness experiences. And there's so many different ways to getting here. And I really appreciate speaker can come and just be in those questions. And it's almost like the questions, you're a master at it. It's, it's oh, really exquisite. You. But you're welcome. It just is like you layer away the false beliefs and more truth, more, um, I don't know, the, the, the life just comes forward and what is real begins to emerge and you just, you are literally walking people path, holding their hand and they're getting it with this great big aha or, or some kind of breakthrough moment. So it's really genius. I, I commend you on that. Thank you. I, I see this as like uh, being a surgeon, you know, with a scalper. And when somebody brings their ideas about what they think this is, you see them that they are not true. So you just cut them out <laughs> and give them back. Uh. You, you give them back a question so twisted that they can see it for yourself, for themselves. Yeah. yeah, it's a gift. You have a gift because not everyone can... Well, all can... the people on the forum, they do the same, really. We are I know, but it yeah. really is, it's a gift. It's incredible that you can craft that question in that moment that takes them just a little bit deeper in your own reality. It, it really is a gift. I, I appreciate you. you sharing it with the world. I'm curious, how many languages do you speak? Well, I speak Lithuanian, Russian, English at the moment. <laughs> I'll go and learn Spanish wow. soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, bless you. How many different languages are spoken on the actual forum? Whew. A lot of languages. We don't have guides in every language yet, but people come from all corners of the world and if they if if there is no guide in their own language, they speak English and go through Google translators and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. there are quite a few languages wow. now. Yeah, it's incredible. And and you can just see the vast number of people that you've helped and assisted on mm -hmm. this journey. So Alana uh, th this has been a delight to have you on the program and to talk about liberation. Is there anything, we just have just a few seconds left, is there anything that you haven't said that you really want to make sure that, that you get to say to our listeners today? Hmm. Um, one thought comes to mind is that before, before you sign up on forum, you know, it, it would be really helpful if you would get some idea of what is going on, maybe read a book or watch some videos or... Or do a little bit of research on your own because you really don't need a guide. The guide is there for you to hold your hand. Yes, it's helpful very much. But 
it's your inner work. It's your time to mm-hmm. do the math. It's your own truth that you are looking for. Nobody can give it to you. Even the best guide cannot give it to you. There are people that come in and see it right away, like in five questions. And there are people that, you know, spend years on the forum. They go away, come back. And it's nothing to do with the guide. It's really about own readiness to face the truth. It's own willingness Mm. and all own openness to destruction yes. so, of all the belief system. <laughs> yeah. Everything that you've ever learned about yourself. Yes. So if you are ready, I just want to remind you, we're talking with Alana and this has been an, a fascinating, fascinating conversation. The book is amazing. The website, liberationunleashed.com. The book, Liberation Unleashed. Thank you, Alana, for joining us today. I appreciate it so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Julie. Mm, Yes. Thank you.